November 19, 2001, President Bush signed the Aviation and Transportation Security Act into law. It required screening conducted by specially trained federal employees, 100% checked baggage screening, expansion of the Federal Air Marshal Service, and reinforced cockpit doors. The new law would spin off into the creation of the TSA to oversee security in all modes of transportation. We set a very clear goal to achieve world-class security and world-class customer service. This is 9-11 two decades later. I'm Steve Gregory in Los Angeles. Congress gave officials with the newly created agency one year to achieve its security objectives. On November 18, 2002, the TSA reached a major milestone. Here's the press conference at Reagan Washington National Airport with Transportation Secretary Norm Mineta and Homeland Security Director Tom Ridge. Now, Ridge was just an advisor to the president at the time because the Department of Homeland Security didn't yet exist. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, thank you for joining us this morning. Nearly 100 years after the miracle of flight began, uh, we are here today to celebrate another historic milestone in aviation. Tomorrow, tomorrow, every one of our nation's 429 commercial airports will be staffed and secured by professional screeners. More than 44,000 dedicated men and women have been hired, trained, and deployed to screen passengers and ensure the safety of our skies. Each has received more than 100 hours of classroom and on-the-job training for this important responsibility. The bottom line, the Department of Transportation under the extraordinary leadership of their Secretary Normanetta, Deputy Secretary Michael Jackson, and Admiral Loy, will successfully meet the one-year deadline set by President Bush when he signed the Aviation and Transportation Security Act on November 19, 2001. Within 10 days of the passage of that legislation, I can recall Secretary Mineta coming to the White House to the Oval Office with a blueprint for building this unprecedented new agency. The Transportation Security Administration began in January with a mission statement and about a dozen employees. And look where we are today. Now, shortly I'll have the privilege of introducing Secretary Mineta, and he can chronicle what I consider to be one of the most extraordinary organizational achievements they've seen in this town in a long, long time. And again, to the Secretary and to Michael Jackson and to the Admiral, and all of the hardworking men and women at the Department of Transportation and TSA, we say congratulations on a job very, very well done. I might add that Norm's team not only beat the deadline, they have beat expectations. I remember watching the television and the talking heads, listening to the talking heads and reading all the journalists and all the opinion leaders who said, uh, there's no way, Mr. Secretary, that you can possibly meet this deadline. No way. Well, we are here today to prove that they were wrong. However, we must temper our pride in this achievement, knowing terrorism is a permanent threat and our airports are an enduring vulnerability. 
We have seen the lengths terrorists will go to penetrate airport security. They are just as determined to destroy innocent lives as we are determined to protect them. And make no mistake, we must be ever vigilant because they will try again. That is why we must now take the next historic step in securing our homeland. I'm going to take this opportunity to encourage the Senate of the United States today and tomorrow to complete their work on the new Department of Homeland Security. It will enable us to unify our homeland security responsibilities under one department with one primary mission, the protection of American citizens and our way of life. Having one department will make it easier for us to build partnerships with state and local government and with the private sector, including the aviation industry. This is absolutely critical if we are to find solutions to our most pressing security challenges. We all understand that airlines are critical, vital arteries of our global economy. The Wright brothers would be astonished to learn that 8 million flights, nearly 600 million passengers, and $12 billion in freight go through U.S. airports annually. And I'm confident that this new agency will continue to look for ways to improve service as it seeks to improve security. In time, I suspect we will employ 21st century technology, biometrics, smart cards, and other forms of positive identification, as well as even more sophisticated explosive detection systems. And of course, we rely on the training and the, the efforts, the instincts, and the experience of the 44,000 men and women who work at TSA to make sure that on a day-to-day -day basis we use good, old-fashioned common sense at every gate, at every airport around this country. Admiral Roy likes to talk about some of the rules that add to passengers' stress levels without reducing the risk, and I suspect in time he'll eliminate or modify all of those as well. In this new era, we must all think anew. We must keep in mind passengers' daily routines as we provide them with this new measure of protection. I'm confident we can do this. In fact, early results suggest that up to 95% of passengers are being screened in 10 minutes or less, and that's great news for the traveling public. So today is a milestone, but it is not an ending. New and important deadlines loom ahead. Meeting those deadlines will not guarantee that we are 100% secure from terrorism. But based on the progress to date, we can look forward to a far, far safer future. Mr. Secretary, you have built a terrific model here. I remember that first meeting in the Oval Office. I remember the mission statement, a very complex piece of legislation. A lot of people inside and outside government just really didn't think you'd be able to build this structure train 45,000 folks and get them all deployed within the year time frame. But because of your leadership, you surrounded yourself with some great people who we've identified earlier, and you got the commitment from those 44,000 men and women who volunteered to help you secure the airlines and our skies, you did it. So just on a personal note, I think it's important to recognize what an extraordinary job 
Secretary Normanetta has done. He was passionate about meeting the deadlines, getting these individuals trained on time, deployed on time, he made a commitment to the president that he could get it done, he could meet those deadlines. So we celebrate the success of this organization and the extraordinary accomplishment of a great public servant. It is my great pleasure to introduce to you our Secretary of Transportation, Normanetta. Norm. Tom, thank you. Um, thank you very, very much for that very kind introduction, uh, Governor Ridge. Last fall, President Bush turned to an extraordinary leader to head up the Office of Homeland Security, Governor Tom Ridge. As many of you know, uh, I've known Tom uh, since 1982 when we served in the House of Representatives. And we did a lot of things together. And so I know of his capabilities. And Tom has done an outstanding job since his start just over a year ago. And there will be much more that he will accomplish in the uh, days and the years ahead. Tom, I am grateful for your friendship and your counsel and advice and the strong support that uh, you have given to our important security mission at the Department of Transportation. One year ago, President Bush stood in this room and signed the Aviation and Transportation Security Act. And with the stroke of that pen, the Transportation Security Administration, otherwise known as TSA, was created. And at the time of the signing, America was still suffering from a widespread fear of flying. A half mile from here, burnt walls at the Pentagon were a visible reminder of 9-11. And at airports throughout the country, long lines of nervous Americans watched as screeners, ill-prepared and ill-equipped for the new wartime reality, struggled to check passengers. National Guard troops patrolled our airports, and the press and the public wondered if adequate security could ever be restored. President Bush sent legislation to Congress proposing the creation of the Transportation Security Administration. Congress soon passed TSA legislation, and the President's signature set in motion the largest peacetime mobilization in our nation's history. Nico Melendez was hired by the TSA in January of 2002, just 45 days after the TSA was created. He was the agency's first public affairs spokesperson. On the morning of 9-11, I was working for a small consulting firm in Arlington, Virginia, and my main client was the Director of Surface Warfare at the Pentagon. I had a 9.30 meeting scheduled with my client in the Pentagon, uh, but because all of us in the office were watching the, the events in New York City on TV, we got delayed. So ultimately, the meeting was obviously canceled, uh, but we were all heading over to the Pentagon for a meeting that day. And the people that we were supposed to meet with actually are the ones that started jumping out of windows and catching people trying to evacuate the Pentagon. 
So it was very near and dear to, to me and my family because 15 minutes later, I could have probably been in that building. How did you get attached to the TSA? Well, shortly after 9-11, I was approached by a colleague of mine who worked at the Department of Transportation. And the TSA had been created on November 19th of 2001, a short two months after the events of 9-11. And this colleague of mine asked me if I'd be interested in the job at Department of Transportation. So I submitted my my resume and my application, and I got a I got a job offer working in the office of the secretary. So I started on January 3rd of 2002, and a couple of weeks later, I was asked to be the first public affairs representative for this new agency, TSA, which frankly, at that time, I had never really heard about, didn't know much about, and it was only about 45 days old when I started working for them. So what was your understanding this agency would do and what its function was? After learning about the agency working at the department, they were going to be the new federal mechanism for security, providing security at our nation's airports to screen passengers and cargo and provide for the secure movement of both of those things. Did you know out of the shoot kind of the scope and the responsibility this agency was going to take on? I don't, I don't really think that anybody knew the scope and the responsibility this agency was going to take on. You know, 20 years later, I look back and think, how did we How did we even do that? You know, when we started the agency, I remember it was, it was a laugh to us that nobody really had any sense of how many airports there were in this country. Nobody had a sense of how many screeners there were in this country because it was a completely different structure back then than it is today. So... The, the scope of the of the mission, while it continued to change almost on a daily basis, the guidelines that we were given by Congress were something that I don't think anybody anticipated, not even Congress themselves. What was security like for air travel 21 years ago, as opposed to what it is today? Yeah, you know, I remember going through airports, and it's, it's almost funny when you think about it now. I remember going through an airport checkpoint, and you walk up to the magnetometer or the metal detector, and I take my keys out of my pocket, throw them up in the air and catch them on the other side and you just stroll through. But it, it was that quick and it was that insincere. But when we were created in 2001, while the FAA had oversight responsibility for security in our nation's airports, there was no guidebook. There was no instruction manual on how security was supposed to be performed. The airlines were responsible for paying for these security firms. And as is in most cases in business, you always go for the lowest bidder. So at an airport that has five or six terminals, you could have five or six different security companies providing security at each terminal. And the turnover rate of those screeners, in some cases, we found to be as high as 150 to 200 percent. People would leave the job as quickly as they got there. So the training was lacking, the concentration was lacking, and the predictability was lacking. So when we got in, nobody knew. There was nowhere that we could find any documentation of how many screeners there were in our nation's airports because it was so many different companies, there was so many different airports, so many different airlines paying all these people. We kind of had to start from scratch and determine what's a good number of screeners. Do you think the general public is good at this now? Do you think we have it finally? Or do you think there's still a lot that the public needs to know? Well, you know, in the early days of TSA, our our goal was to be unpredictable. We didn't want the bad guys to be able to game the system. So we kept it unpredictable from one airport to another. But now it's very predictable. So we've kind of fallen into 
what was there before. While the training is consistent from airport to airport, screener to screener, the entire screening mechanism is rather predictable. So we've kind of fallen back into where we were, but with people who have made this a career rather than the, the uh, attrition rates that we used to experience. So the agency's created, you're kind of figuring things out. There's a big learning curve, it sounds like. Now you're trying to hit your stride a bit. What were some of those growing pains and big challenges overall for you as not only a spokesperson, but as an employee of this new agency? I think the, the biggest growing pain, the, I think the biggest uh, challenge that we had was the expeditious nature in which we had to carry out this mission. And what I mean by that is on, on September 10th, 2001, for instance, less than 5% of all checked bags were screened for explosives. Well, Congress created this law, the Aviation and Transportation Security Act, that required all bags to be screened for explosives by December 31st of 2002. So they gave this brand new agency about 14 months to identify the types of technology, purchase the technology, get industry to, to produce the technology and build the machines, deploy them and find places to put them. Well, some of these machines required a lot more energy than was available to us through electric outlets at the security checkpoints. So in some cases, we had to restructure the entire electrical mechanism that, um, pr that get, provides power to these machines. And we had to do it in 14 months. And that was a her Herculean effort because at the time, there were only a couple of companies that made the technology that we needed to put into the airport. And a lot of people today will remember back 20 years ago, when you walked into an airport lobby, we had these big, huge baggage screening machines sitting in the lobby that therefore displaced passengers out into the street. So it was a real, it was a real trying time because airport managers were not happy that we had these big machines in the terminals. Passengers weren't happy and Congress wasn't happy because we weren't doing it fast enough, but we had to figure out a way to do it. And at the same time, we were trying to hire 50,000 people to go in airports, frankly, all over the world, because the reach of TSA goes from the you know, Northern Marianas Islands all the way down to Port Puerto Rico. So it was, a, it was a huge effort. And the biggest problem was the time that we had to do it. There's been a lot of criticism against this agency. You know, a lot of people have said that maybe they feel safer, maybe they don't. And they've equated TSA employees to, you know, just going through the motions how have you as a spokesperson been able to defend your agency and sort of counter that sort of negative stigma? I think I always had to put the, the agency with the backdrop of the mantra, never forget. It seems that as the American public, we have a very short attention span. As, as we all say, we'll never forget, we'll never forget. But when I worked for TSA, it was very clear to me that a lot of the traveling public very quickly forgot. You know, they were calling for better airport security on 912. But a year later, those same passengers were upset with the lines they had to stand in, with the invasive screening protocols, with the different machines that we had in the airport. So the challenge was informing people, reminding them, and keeping them aware of the fact that the reason we're there was to prevent another 911. And I think that was the biggest hurdle that we had is is keeping the attention of the American public on what we were doing and why we were doing it. What do you think were lessons learned or something if you could go back and you wish the agency would do it differently? I think that if we if we could have worked with Congress um, a little better in that first year to maybe extend some of the timelines 
or change some of the requirements that they put in the law. If we have to hire 50,000 people in a 12-month period and have them trained and ready to go, mistakes are going to be made. You know, I remember very early in 2000, 2003, we had to fire like 400 uh, screeners at one airport because the baggage or the background checks came back and we found something in their background. So we took a black eye because we hired these people, but we had to hire them fast. So the goal was to get them on the line and then finish the matriculation process. And then once the matriculation process completed, then we would clean our, clean our roles. But that was, a, that was a black eye to our agency. We hired a lot of people that had something in their background. We didn't want them. The federal government didn't want them. Passengers didn't want them. But we needed people to fill these spots. And we just hired people quickly. And we spent a lot of money. We spent a lot of money on technology. We spent a lot of money on restructuring airports. We spent a lot of money getting people to where they needed to go because it was an unprecedented time. Had we had more time, could it have been done more efficiently and more effectively? Probably, but we had a 14 month deadline to meet and we were being beat up from the very beginning that we weren't doing it fast enough. Is air travel safer today than it was 21 years ago? I think security is more effective. I think that we have people in place that know what they're doing and know what they're looking for. And I think that from the time that I was there, we knew that the bad guys were probing our system, trying to figure out a way to get in. We know they're out there. We know that in, in caves in Afghanistan or caves in Pakistan, they have found information about the airline industry and about TSA operations and what we're doing. So I think that the having this organization in place is good for the traveling public, is good for our government, is good for commerce, but we always we're always going to need to fine tune it to make sure that they stay on the cutting edge and make sure they keep their eyes on the ball. Finally, is our country safer today than it was 21 years ago? I think it ebbs and flows. Uh, I really do. I think that uh, going back to the, the mantra of never forget, we have a short attention span. And with the border issues that we have and not knowing who's coming through the border, with people being disingenuous about their desire for their constitutional rights. In one perspective, uh, you have passengers saying, why don't you be more like Israel, where they don't have a constitution and they can screen all of their passengers the way they want to. To us, where we implement you know, body scanners and they say it's a violation of their constitution, but then they want us to profile. It's just disingenuous to say what you want and then be opposed to the things that we put in place because we're trying to make the system more effective. So I think as a country, we are we are more secure, but it ebbs and flows, you know, from month to month, day to day. We just need to do a better job of remembering why we're doing what we're doing. Coming up in episode four. There was a, an extreme focus on, are we going to be hit again? Will there be another 9-11? Securing the homeland. 9-11, two decades later, is produced by Steve Gregory and Jacob Gonzalez and is a production of the KFI News Department for iHeartMedia Los Angeles and the iHeart Podcast Network. The views expressed are strictly those of the guests and not necessarily the hosts or employees of iHeartMedia. Media.